On this week's Super Hits podcast, we're talking about Genesis, the Phil Collins era Genesis. It's That's All. Here we go. Super Hits podcast. We're doing some Genesis today, and of course, I have to be taking the lead on this, and I've been looking forward to doing a Genesis song since we started the podcast, because of course, they're one of my favorites. I am Alan, and on all the social medias, Slip with Five Eyes or Slip, and I think I have a uh, sleepy co-host out there. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, friends. Uh, Jamie C, aka Megamix.com. Yeah, you're a big Genesis mark. Oh, one of, one of the biggest. Uh, I even saw them on this last tour where Phil Collins sat in a stool and looked like he was 90 years old. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll talk briefly about that tour as well, but uh, we're going to talk about That's All. There are uh, hundreds of songs to talk about, but I've uh, focused in on That's All. Should we just get into it? Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> love having that. I like that. it. <laughs> just... I, I like having the, the little drops. Uh, it live yeah yeah through uh, just to uh to fill everybody in the the drops are usually edited in after the fact but we're trying them live so they might uh they might surprise us a little bit but anyways (laughs) (laughs) all right so genesis are an english rock band they're formed at charterhouse school in surrey in 1967 uh their most commercially successful lineup is the one we're talking about today which is keyboardist Tony Banks, bassist and guitarist Mike Rutherford, and drummer and singer Phil Collins. In the 1970s, the lineup also featured singer Peter Gabriel, as well as guitarist Steve Hackett, and they were among the pioneers of progressive rock. But of course, as times changed and the lineup changed, they moved more into basically rock pop. Uh, Got a lot more popular, though, you know, Genesis... Genesis... Genesis you know, kind of purists will uh, have long arguments over which lineup is better. The group- oh, and I'm sure the, the people who prefer them being like Fog Rock are like insufferable. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, like the pop folks are probably like pretty chill. Just like, ah, I, don't, I don't really like their old stuff, but the, but the Prog Rock folks are probably just, just so savage. Oh, they're so upset with what happened with the band. <laughs> uh, I hate Phil Collins so much. So again, the uh, the five original members were at this uh, Charterhouse school. Uh, they were named by former Charterhouse pupil Jonathan King, who arranged for them to record several singles for their debut album from Genesis to Revelation in 1968. Uh, the band eventually signed with Charisma Records and uh, released a, a bunch of albums, which I all I have all named here, but you can just go find them for yourself because they're all. Fantastic up until 1974, uh, and after the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway tour, Peter Gabriel left the group. Uh, they auditioned a whole bunch of people to become their new lead singer, but then eventually just settled on Phil Collins, who was their drummer at the time, and uh, did sing background vocals, and so he kind of just took over as lead singer, but still drummed uh, for the band. Uh, They continued to release albums in the late 70s, including, of course, my favorite album, Duke, in uh, 1980, um, and released albums all the way through the 80s when they had their biggest commercial success, and the last Phil Collins album with Genesis was We Can't Dance in 1991. Uh, After Phil Collins left Genesis, they released another album, 
with a new singer from Scotland named Ray Wilson. The album was called Calling All Stations, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, the original lineup, or not the original lineup, sorry, the 80s lineup, uh, Banks, Rutherford, and Collins, have reunited twice for tours, once in 2007 for the Turn It On Again tour, and again in 2021 for the last Domino question mark tour. Oh my god, I love the, I love the question mark. Uh, and, those are so old. Yeah, and on both of those tours, those are the uh, last, uh, the two times I saw Genesis were on those two tours. Uh, so the uh, there's been clamoring for them to do a tour with the original lineup, but um, I mean, it, it still could happen. I mean, they're all 70 years old, so they're not dead. The only problem <laughs> is that the only thing Phil Collins really did a lot with the original group was drum, and he can't drum anymore. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they've sold over 100 million uh, LPs, uh, up to 150 million in terms of estimates. They were also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. So, and this would have been the original lineup that that went in. So, again, you prog rock fans, it's okay. <laughs> you know, you almost wonder if they should have just changed their name when they started uh, when they took their new turn. Yeah, yeah, but nope, they're like we're the same. They could, <laughs> they could have done what uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Jefferson Airplane did. Oh my, yes, that's right. And eventually just morph their name over to Starship. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about a 1983 song. This was off of uh, Genesis's 12th studio album, which was self-titled. It was released on October 3rd, 1983. It was their first album that was written and recorded entirely at their studio that was called The Farm in Surrey in the UK. And this was... Uh, Hugh Padgham, who... <laughs> uh, we talked about Hugh Padgham before, who produced this album. Uh, so Hugh Padgham is, of course, a very, very prolific uh, producer. Uh, he's produced for Peter Gabriel and The Police and many, many others. Uh, when he was producing the third self-titled LP by uh, Peter Gabriel, uh, that's when they came up with the gated drum sound. Yes. Uh, which was really used a lot also by Phil Collins over the years. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you just have to hear it. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's basically like electronic drums, right? Yes. Uh, so since this sound isn't actually used in the track we're talking about today, that's all. That's all I'll say about it. Uh, Genesis, the album, was the group's greatest commercial success at the time of release. It was their third straight album to reach number one in the UK. It reached number nine in the US, and it sold over four million copies. It also received a, a Grammy Award nomination for Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal. And there's a track on the album called Second Home by the Sea that was nominated for Best Rock Instrumental Performance. Uh, in my opinion... <laughs> This might be the most uh, lopsided album in history. The A side is like one of the all time best, and the B side is complete fucking dog shit. <laughs> yes. The A side includes Mama, That's All, Home by the Sea, and Second Home by the Sea, all classics. The B side is Illegal Alien. Oh my uh, God. Just a Job to Do, which is about Phil Collins, I think, being a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, taking it all too hard, Silver Rainbow, and it's going to get better. It is unlistenable, and uh, just stick to the A side. I love it. 
Uh, that's the all. Alien is terrible. <laughs> yes, also a horrible song. We uh, talked about. I think we did a segment on our uh, original podcast, Mezzanine Sleepover. It was songs I hate by bands I love. Yes. And Illegal Alien was my choice for Genesis. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to hear Phil Collins singing in what I think he thinks is a Mexican accent. <laughs> oh, my God. Go check it this, out. This album has a lot of questionable Phil Collins choices. Here. Yep. That uh, song. I got to listen to that. So that's all was the second single released off of Genesis on Halloween 1983. Spooky. Uh, uh, clocks in at four minutes and 23 seconds. And Perfect. It's uh, the same version as the single as what appears on the album, so there's no edit. There are 40 versions of the track on Discogs, most of which are from 1983, though there are a few versions scattered out between 84 and 88. The 12-inch version contains the tracks Taking It All Too Hard, as well as Firth of Fifth, which is a 10-minute track from the Peter Gabriel days. The 7-inch has Second Home by the Sea as the B-side, and I own the Canadian 7-inch uh, released off of Atlantic Records. Uh, in their live shows, the song is a staple of the set list. In their final, and I put that in uh, quotes, their final 2021 <laughs> tour, they did an acoustic version of the song. And according to Setlist FM, numerous bands have covered the song on tour, including, including Top Loader and Finger Eleven. Ooh! Which I can't remember. I've seen Finger Eleven a couple of times, and I'm trying to think if they did the cover when I saw them. Having seen them a few times, and most recently, a couple years ago. Uh, no, I did not hear them play. That's all. Uh, in terms of compilations, this has been on a few of them. There is uh, Now That's What I Call Music, which is the original That's What I Call Music. Released oh, really? In, yes. Yes. Uh, 1983 in the UK. Uh, and this was a double LP, which also contained the Phil Collins solo track of You Can't Hurry Love. Oh, all right. Uh, Pop Shop Party Pack 2, which is a <laughs> yes. compilation from South Africa in 1984. I love that name. Hit Mix, a U.S. compilation album released by KTEL Records in 1984. And maybe my favorite, Hard Rock 84 Volume 2. <laughs> Which contains yes. tracks by Kiss, Scorpions, and Bon Jovi, but also Genesis, Elton John, and Berlin. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yep. Uh, Hard Rock 84. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, should we talk about the lyrics? Let's do it. So I have the lyrics posted here. I'm going to uh, try to actually add a little bit to this segment as we go forward where... Uh, I've posted the lyrics in my notes, and then I kind of highlight in red the specific ones that I either like the most or that I want to highlight. Okay. Um, and I think my favorite are the very first two lyrics of this song, which is, Just as I thought it was going all right, I found out I'm wrong when I thought I was right. Rhyming right with right? Genius. So good. <laughs> uh, so the song is an attempt to write a simple pop song with a melody in the style of The Beatles. Phil Collins acknowledged in an interview that the song also features one of his attempts at what he called a Ringo Starr drum part. Oh. Uh, so while songwriting credits are given to all three members of Genesis, the lyrics of the song were written by Phil Collins. Uh, in a Song Facts interview, keyboardist Tony Banks said, 
We were just improvising in the studio, and Mike Rutherford was playing a bit on guitar. With the emulator, I was uh, able to sample bits and pieces as we were going along. I sampled this bit of Mike's, which didn't sound very good, so I actually slowed it down about a half or a quarter speed, and it sort of played a suggestion of the riff that became That's All. It wasn't quite the same, but it had a suggestion of it. So there you go. Lots of suggestions. Yes. Uh, he kept uh, going and saying, I played it on the piano and I thought this is really good. Phil went at it with a sort of Rocky Raccoon style drumming on it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he kind of just rambles on, but he eventually says it's a simpler Genesis song, but it really works. Uh, the song is basically about a failing relationship. The singer feels that no matter how hard he tries, the relationship keeps ending up in a rut uh, with lines like, it's always the same, it's just a shame, and that's all. So... I don't know if it was about one of Phil Collins' divorces, but... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Where does this fall in the, in the Phil Collins divorce timeline? Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, Phil Collins and his relationships. Uh, so, uh, of course, we need to get other people's opinions on yes. lyrics. Always. So, uh, over at Song Meanings, I got a couple of uh, quotes here. Okay. Uh, Lee Artiston said... Oh man, this is the best, uh, one of Genesis's bests. I like the video and how they're dressed in rags playing in the alley. <laughs> there needs we'll to be, to that. then he says, there needs to be an 80s video station or marathon or something, but oh yeah, I don't have cable. Anyway, one word, <laughs> classic. Now this was in nine, that 2003, so before, okay, you, you know, okay, you, okay. yeah, before yeah. YouTube, dude. Before but, YouTube, okay. Uh, this person says, this is It's a Boy 213. I don't care what anyone says, but this song is about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not exactly sure what drug specifically, but I think it's cocaine or something similar. And the song is being su sung from the perspective of somebody clearly addicted, but they have been able to maintain their habit regularly enough to convince themselves that they are not an addict. <laughs> so okay. there you go. All right. Uh, this person also went, I, again, I didn't put their whole quote, but they then posted every line of the song and then their interpretation of how it was about drugs. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, any other thoughts on the lyrics? Uh, you know what? Not really. Pretty straightforward. Big uh, do you think that they accomplished being Beatles-esque? I'm going to... Not really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't see it. But I'm not, you know, a super... Uh, you know, uh, musicologist, I guess you could say. Oh, why are you doing this show then? <laughs> I know. What? Why are you listening to me talk? <laughs> All right, let's go to reception. Uh, so the U.S. single entered the Billboard Hot 100 chart on November 1st, 1986. Uh, it would peak on November, or pardon me, on February 11th, 1984 at number six. And it made it Genesis's first Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 hit. Right on. Spent a total of 20 weeks on the chart. Would you like to know what the Top 10 was on February 11th, 1984? I, I need to know. Uh, number one, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Yes. Number two, Joanna by Cool and the Gang. Number three is Talking in Your Sleep by The Romantics. Yes. No number four, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. Yes. Um, number five, Jump by Van Halen. Uh, Genesis at number six. Running with the Night by Lionel Richie at number seven. Uh, Pink Houses by at the time John Mellencamp, I think. Yes. Yep. Number eight, 
Number nine is Think of Laura by Christopher Cross. And number 10 is, I guess, that's why they call it The Blues by Elton John. I I like the top half of that list. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, We've got chart peaks from around the world. Uh, Again, nowhere is it a number one hit. Uh, The closest is on the Canada RPM adult contemporary charts where it hit number two. Uh, But we have number 16 in the UK, uh, number 14 in Canada, number 62 in Australia, and kind of anywhere from like, you know, the teens to like the 30s wow. in most other that, countries. Yeah, that's that's a that's that, that's kind of a wild discrepancy in terms of countries. So. Uh, my favorite fact, I think, in terms of reception for this song, so it's included on a uh, on a, a song list. It is right. included in the rock song index. The 7,500 most important songs of the rock and roll era. <laughs> Like, why bother? <laughs> 7,500 most important songs. Yep. That's so great. Everybody's got to be on there. Yep. Uh, it's a holiday rap. <laughs> that I sure hope so. <laughs> All right, let's go do uh, covers and samples. Uh, this was covered in 2015 uh, on a track by, it was called, the track was called Jordel Belfort by Wes Welker. Not Wes Welker, the wide receiver Wes Walker and Dill um, I wrote it's not good no I can't Uh, imagine that it is uh, there are lots of covers my favorite is by the get this Phil Collins big band yes Uh, in 1999 Phil Collins uh, released an album uh, with his big band and the cover isn't bad it's sort of what you would expect like um, yeah. if you were like, okay, a big band version of that's all. And there's a number of tracks on this album. Cause I remember buying it at the time, amazingly enough. And, yes. Uh, it's a lot of the songs don't sound totally like they've got, they've got kind of samples and snippets from the songs that they're covering, but it doesn't sound totally like it. But this one is pretty much a big band version of that's all like one that would have been passed around in our jazz band back in the day. Nice. Uh, it kind of sounds like it could be a game show theme from the 70s, so uh, I'd recommend giving it a listen. Um, In terms of other live versions, I already talked about a few of them, but also in a tribute to Genesis at the VH1 Rock Honors in 2007, this was covered by Keen. Ah. Uh, I'm assuming that they programmed it into their little laptop that goes on stage with them. Yes. Uh, Canadian country music group Doc Walker Walker covered the song in 2008 on their album Beautiful Life. And uh, this peaked at number uh, 68 on the Canadian Hot 100. So. Oh, wow. Okay. And another Canadian indie rock band, Zeus. Uh, covered, ah, I know Zeus. Yeah, they covered the song in 2009 on their debut EP, Sounds Like Zeus. And I said, it's so-so. So-so, okay. Uh, speaking of so-so, should we go to the music video? Oh, that's perfect segue. I love it. <laughs> All right. The music video was directed by Jim Yukich, and it shows the three members of Genesis apparently homeless. <laughs> A bunch of hobos. I- I'm paraphrasing the quote that I read here, but, uh... On internet... Or IMDB, uh, I think that Yukich was quoted as being like, I suggested that they dress up as, like, fun-loving hobos. Oh, my God. Uh, so... You know what? He got half of that right. Yeah. Because they do not look fun-loving in the studio. Well, okay, so... They look bored. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is... 
I don't, I would assume that the three of these guys haven't seen a homeless person outside of a movie from the 30s since, uh, (laughs) like, you know, up until the time that they made this video. They're all, it says dressed in dirty clothes. I mean, they're basically in trench coats and top hats, right? Uh, And like big gloves uh, and scarves. And they're in a back alley, which is clearly a set. Yes. And they have the metal barrels and there are fires coming out of them. So they're warming their hands up. Uh, There's a fake abandoned building in the background. Uh, And uh, this note that I'm reading from uh, Song Fact says, the connection between the video and the song is open to interpretation. And that's pretty (laughs) genesis. There is none. Yeah. Uh, Tony Banks offered, that slightly down and out feel seemed to go a little bit with the lyric, but it's not a perfect match. (laughs) Yep. Um, Jim Yukich would go on to direct the majority of Genesis videos from that point on, as well as Phil Collins' solo videos. Uh, at at one, he got something out of it. Yeah. Um, at one point, Tony Banks is playing the classical piano, and Mike Rutherford is on the large classical standing bass, uh, which is yes. pretty awesome. And uh, Phil Collins, I uh, should note, and this actually might be where he got the look from. When Phil Collins was a kid, he started in a production of Oliver. <laughs> There we go. So maybe that's where they got the idea from. (laughs) Probably. They have doves flying around during some of the scenes. Yes. Uh, Mike Rutherford drinks soup from over a fire. Uh, Phil Collins at one point swings on a chain. (laughs) I don't know. They're playing cards. It's it's interesting. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Uh, That that's exactly what it is. I mean, I, I. When, when I give my rating, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. All right, well, let's go to the ratings. All right, so I'll give it to you first. Talk about your rating for the video and your thoughts. I'm going to give the ra- the video a 4 out of 10. Um, first of all, the quality of the video on the official YouTube channel is absolute garbage. Uh-huh. It's so soft, it looks blurry. If that's what it looked back, like back in 1983, then that's pretty bad form. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that it didn't look like that. But honestly, I, I just think this video is just kind of there. I think for the most part, the band looks just bored. So four out of ten. I gave it a five. I don't know what the idea was here. Uh, so in terms of production for a music video, it's totally fine. But in terms of what's happening, like maybe maybe that video should have been the Another Day in Paradise video. You know, it really should have been. Um, I just, they're like, let's be hobos for this song. So I would have rather just seen the band playing in a room, to be honest with you. But uh, I would have too. Yeah, absolutely. Or wrestling the ultimate warrior. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) As Phil would later do. So yeah, I give that a uh, five. What do you uh, give as a rating to the song? I'm going to give this song a six. Uh, I don't, you know, for me, in terms of Genesis songs, it's not like top tier S tier for me, but I think it's a solid enough outing. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, I like, I like it that it's a little piano slash synth driven. I think the, uh, the, the beats a little pedestrian, uh, I, but the drum fills are good. And I think the guitar work is sassy and I like the, uh, the organ solo. So good work, Tony Banks. Uh, I gave it an eight. Nice. Uh. It's which is even though it's a very high rating, still doesn't make it one of my favorite Genesis songs because, no. as you know, I'm a mark for yes. Genesis. Absolutely. So I, I, you know, it's a four star in my iTunes, and I have plenty of five star Genesis songs. Yes, um, but I like it. I like the I, I like the piano driven song. I like that it's uh, 
more of a traditional piano sound as opposed to yeah. a lot of their songs, which are more organ. Yes. Uh, or electronic uh, keyboards. So, and, and it makes it sound different from a lot of their other tunes. So uh, I am a fan. And uh, any time that Phil Collins is actually drumming and not using any kind of machine is, uh, yeah. is a win for me. He's trying to be Ringo Starr. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, so, no, I'm a fan of the song. I'm giving it an eight, though I will say it is still far from the best song on that side of the album. So, uh, yes, uh, I would like to say, I mean, a six out of ten for me, that's that's a, that's a good rating. I like the song. It's a good song. I, I don't skip it. I think I like it. Nope, it's you hate it. Not my favorite. I hate that song. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, anyways, I think that that's uh, about it for that's all. But what have you got cooking for next time? Oh, oh, I thought you know what? As a teaser, I mean, we're gonna do some Rick Astley. So get ready for uh, for some fun. And the spoiler alert is that uh, we we it is not going to be never gonna give you up. Oh, you gave it away. I know. I was thinking of teasing it, but we're gonna do. Uh, she wants to dance with me. I'm very excited. All right, so uh, stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you have any requests for songs, hit us up, superhitspodcast at gmail.com. We're superhitscast on Twitter and superhitspodcast on Instagram. And I am Slip with five eyes. Megamix.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.